This is a Woodside Church podcast. Promises, promises, promises. We live in a world with undelivered promises. And this is turning many of us into sceptics. We hear another promise, but we don't believe it. But there is a set of promises that are always true the validity of which have passed the test of time and which you can utterly and completely rely on. The promises of God. God is completely faithful. He has given us his word, the Bible, and contained within it are many, many promises which you can have every reason to put your hope in. And so I'm bringing the next in our series entitled A Series of Hope. And my message today is hope in God's promises. So whatever it was like for you yesterday, last week, last month or this past year, I pray that today's message will give you a renewed hope in the promises of God. I want to remind you today that God is faithful. He keeps his promises and his promises are made personally to you. One of the crucial factors that causes you to believe a promise or not is the person who's making it. We all know that we will put more trust in one person's word than another. And when it comes to promises that God makes, we can be certain that God is faithful. Psalm 36, 5, we read this. Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches the clouds. The psalmist wrote this thousands of years before the invention of the aeroplane, space rocket or telescope. But he was clear that the unfailing love and faithfulness of God was beyond measurement. Everything about God is great, vast, incomparable. He never forgets, he never fails, he never falters. Psalm 89 verse 8 says, Where is there anyone as mighty as you, O Lord? You are entirely faithful. God proves himself faithful by making promises, keeping those promises and making you a recipient of those promises. There is no comparison with even the most faithful person you know. 2 Timothy 2.13, we read that if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. In other words, faithfulness is embedded within God's very nature. So God is faithful. And then secondly, God is a promise keeper. I love Numbers 23, 19, where it says this, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? 
And the answer to that, of course, is of course not. God has never spoken a word, but failed to act upon it. He's never made a promise which he either has not kept or in the future will not keep. Let me give you an example. If you want to read a life story in the Bible which teaches us how God keeps his promises against all the odds and how we can uh, learn to believe God's promises to us, then I recommend you read the story of Abraham in Genesis and the commentary of his life found in a number of New Testament books, for example, in Romans, Galatians and Hebrews, others as well. One of the famous promises of God to Abraham is that he would be the father of many nations, that his descendants would be numerous. Now, this promise was given when his wife, Sarah, had been childless all of her life, and they were both very old. There was a significant time lapse between the promise being given and the fulfilment. But we read in Romans 4, 18 to 20, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. I love that. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. He would have faced the facts, but also spoken out the promises. The specific promises had come alive to Abraham. When I was ill earlier on this year with COVID-19, my days alternated between the best of them, which I called rough days, and the worst when I just felt wretched. But during that time, and before I was hospitalised, God brought to our attention Psalm 91. And Catherine and I many times read it out loud together and we prayed it back to God. And I'm going to read you just two of those verses, three of those verses, verses two to four. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers he will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armour and protection. Isn't that fantastic? That his faithful promises 
are an armour and protection to us. And I can imagine Abraham before God saying, Lord, you know that Sarah and I are 100 years old. You know that Sarah has never managed to have children. You know that she is way, behalf, uh, way um, be, beyond childbearing age. But you have said it. And I know that you're faithful. You said that we will have descendants. And I choose to believe in your promise. And Sarah did give birth in her old age to Isaac. God fulfilled his promise. But they didn't see the complete fulfillment, which took place in subsequent generations. Isaac had Jacob and Jacob had 12 sons, which in the end, through their descendants, became a large and powerful nation. And Christ was a direct descendant of them. And now all who are in Christ are descendants of Abraham, the father of faith, as we read in the New Testament. Hence, he is the father of many nations, just as God had promised. As we move towards Christmas, we're preparing to celebrate another miraculous birth, the coming of Jesus as a baby, as a human being, the word become flesh, which was promised in the Old Testament centuries before it happened. Isaiah prophesied, chapter 7, verse 14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Paul, writing to the Galatians, looking back on the event, said, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman. In fact, through the whole Bible, again and again, we read of promises made by God. And these same promises kept by, were kept by God when the right time came. The timings of God are in his hands. He is sovereign. He is faithful. And we can trust him that his promises will be fulfilled when the right time comes. So God is faithful. He's a promise keeper. And then thirdly, God makes promises to you. Romans 15 verse 4. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. And then in 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all of God's promise, promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding Yes. Paul is emphatic that all the promises of God made in earlier days to the patriarchs and prophets found their fulfilment in Christ. Now, there are big promises that affect the whole of history, the whole of the cosmos. 
But also, there are many promises that are for believers in Jesus in their everyday lives. As Christians, we are in Christ, and many of his promises are for us now. 2 Peter 1 verses 4 and 5 says this, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. In other words, the promises of God enable us to become more and more like Jesus and to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In other words, help us to live a life pleasing to God, to help us to live a life where the kingdom of God is extended through us, where people are blessed as a result of our obedience to Christ. And so Peter goes on saying this, in view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Peter is saying that now, in real time, don't be passive and laid back in your faith. Be intentional. Make every effort. In other words, when it comes to God's promises, making a difference in your life, there are terms and conditions attached. But unlike the T's and C's on an insurance document, every one of them will do you good and bring you closer to Jesus. Let me give you three examples, which all have terms and conditions, but really can make such a difference in our lives today. The first of which is God will provide all your needs. Now, Jesus, in the Sermon of the Mount, when speaking about material need, clothing, food and the needs that we have for our daily living, said this, Matthew six thirty three. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. And then Paul, writing about material needs to generous people, the Philippians, who had sent him a generous gift. He says this in chapter 4, verse 19. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now these are conditional promises and i let you know how I've handled such promises and these particular ones over, over the years. There have been times in our life when we've been in financial need particularly when, when we had young family and, and children were growing up. And as all parents with young families know that, that, that there are many expenses and many costs and sometimes you wonder how you're going to pay the next bill. And I found myself numerous times going to God and saying, Lord, you promise in your word that you will provide for us everything we need and you know our needs right now but Lord you promise those things to those who seek first your kingdom and your righteousness to those who are generous and Lord if there's any way in which 
I'm not seeking first your kingdom and your righteousness. If there's any way in which I'm not being generous, any way, anything in me that's unpleasing to you, then please show me. And sometimes he did just that. Sometimes there are things in my life where I had to make an adjustment. Sometimes there were things for which I had to say to God, Lord, I'm really sorry and I ask your forgiveness. But I can tell you this, believing God's promises that he has never failed us yet. Another promise in the New Testament for all believers is that God will cause everything to work for your good. Now, for those who are concerned for the difficult circumstances around you right now, let's get a dose of Romans 8.28. And we know God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Now, this is conditional. This is for those, this promise, who love God and find that God will therefore cause everything to work together for good. And in life, the highs and the lows, the successes and the failures, the things in your control and the circumstances beyond your control, everything, God will work together for your good because you love him and you're called according to his purpose. That's a wonderful strength and gives us a bedrock in our lives as we walk with God in faith. And then third promise I just want to bring to you is that God will give you rest. Jesus, to those who feel overburdened with life right now, says this, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy uh, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Now you notice just in reading uh, this promise that it is conditional. Say, Jesus is saying, you'll find rest for your souls when you come to me. There's a condition. Take my yoke upon you. In other words, let Jesus carry the burden. Let him take the strain. Let me teach you, says Jesus. In other words, yield to him. But in so doing, he promises to give us his rest. And there's just one extra promise. If you've not given uh, your life to Jesus Christ, not put your hope in him yet, then this promise is for you from Romans 10, 9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So 
what I've shared with you today could easily be unpacked over a whole series of sermons over a large number of weeks. But I'm praying that as you hear this, that God by his spirit will be freshly stirring you to be spending time with him and in his word to explore God's promises, of which there are many, for yourself. So whatever life is like for you right now, I pray that today's message will give you a renewed hope in the promises of God. God is faithful. He is a promise keeper. He has made promises personally to you. And you can put your hope in the promises of God. Let's pray. Father, we know that you are faithful. Thank you that your faithful promises are our armour and protection. You are a promise keeper and your promises will always be fulfilled when the right time comes. I pray that you will make your promises alive again to every one of us hearing this message. In Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.